0: Good morning and hello. Welcome to this Advent service from Sirencester Ashcroft Church. Advent, of course, is the time of a year, each year, when we prepare to celebrate Christmas and the coming of God in the person of Jesus Christ. In spite of, or perhaps because of, All the pandemic and lockdown, etc., there are so many busy advertisements, enticements, encouraging us to prepare for Christmas commercially. I have a newspaper. This came on Saturday, the 24th of October, and was extolling the merits of a certain. Christmas pudding and other things. And ever since then onwards, I'm sure you have been the same, you have received all sorts of encouragements to prepare for whatever form of pandemic Christmas we in the end have. So, let us begin our preparations today, now, here on Advent Sunday. We begin with the lighting of our Advent candle by Anton.
1: We light this candle in hope, as a symbol of hope in the light of God, in Jesus Christ coming into the world, coming into the world at the first Christmas and now, in his spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you, Anton. This year, the Methodist Church has a campaign which will run throughout December leading up until Christmas, and the theme is God is with us. And we have a logo, of course, and we hope that we will in the coming days hear more about that campaign and how people are experiencing God with them so this is our theme also this morning God is with us four little words but such a wealth of meaning for us and for now the original fuller version of this goes back to John, the ben, where John Wesley on his deathbed. When surrounded by friends gathered around the bedside, he said, the best of all is God is with us. And we have here the famous painting. It wasn't a selfie at the time, This is a painting showing that confident group of people commending Wesley to his Lord. God is with us. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are those who will come from east and west, from north and south, To feast in the kingdom of God. And so we turn to our prayers. Our prayers are from the Methodist Worship Book and will be on screen. So let us pray. God of all glory, you brought the universe into existence and raised up witnesses. To your greatness and love we praise and adore you grant that by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit we may worship and serve you and praise your holy name through Christ our Lord amen and then let us confess our sins to God Trusting in his mercy and forgiveness, we say, Holy and forgiving God, we have sinned against you and each other in thought and word and deed. We have turned from your life-giving word and ignored the message of those you sent. We are unprepared for the coming of your son have mercy upon us and forgive us that strengthened by your love we may serve you more faithfully through jesus christ our lord amen then we hear the assurance of God's mercy and forgiveness. I am making all all things new, says the Lord. This is Christ's gracious word. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. And then finally, we have the Collect for Advent Sunday. Lord our God, keep us your servants alert and watchful as we await the return of Christ your Son, so that when he comes and knocks at the door, he may find us vigilant in prayer with songs of praise on our lips. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And then we hear the words of Zechariah on the promise of... Of a son.
1: Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. The Lord has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through the holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father, Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous before him all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from heaven shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and shall be forever amen
0: before we hear our first reading which will be from isaiah here almost at the end of isaiah is a corporate confession But also, a very unusual for the Old Testament, God is addressed as our Father. There is also a recall of the awesome deeds and hiddenness of God. But the prophet asserts that we are still your people. These oracles belong in the time following the exile in Babylon and then the collapse of the Babylonian Empire to Cyrus the upcoming Persian, and the consequent return of the exiles to Jerusalem in around 530 BCE. And Roz will read that passage from Isaiah for us. Thank you, Roz.
2: The reading is taken from the Book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 1 to 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, You came down, and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no one perceived, no eye has seen any God but you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, You were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. For oh, you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet, Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We all work out of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. O oh, Look on us, we pray, for we are all your people.
0: And then before our New Testament gospel reading, this is part of the apocalyptic chapter 13 in Mark's gospel and expresses something of that eschatological, that is the end of time thinking that was current then, both in the Jewish community and in the emerging Christian church. Jesus, the Messiah, had come, had died, had been raised, had ascended, and God would be with us shortly in judgment. And the message is to call to stay alert. And Kate will read our gospel for us. Thank you, Kate.
3: The Gospel reading is from Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens now learn this lesson from the fig tree as soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out you know that summer is near even so when you see these things happening you know that it is near right at the door truly i tell you this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away but about that day or hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the father be on guard be alert you do not know when that time will come it's like a man going away Watch. Amen.
0: I have just finished reading a book, The Nazareth Manifesto, by the Reverend Dr. Sam Wells, who is the Vicar of St. Martin in the Fields. I've been reading it, of course, on iPad, not in print. I recommend this to you it's a challenging read but I recommend it to you as part of an Advent discipline I recommend it to you as part of a post-Christmas lockdown situation or looking ahead I'll recommend it to you as a part of a Lenten discipline or if you like you could start now and work your way through and finish it with an Easter egg. And by the way, I'm not on any commission at all from the author. I have just found it a very challenging and interesting book. And basically, Sam says that the the four-letter word, with, is one of the most important words in theology. And he writes the whole book around that word with. And we now see that, just to remind us, with. And using this book, this is just a short passage. Just as Christ's ministry has a season of abiding in Nazareth, a season of healing, teaching, training, and debating in Galilee, and finally, a season of sacrifice in Jerusalem. So, may we expect in our own experience of being with to include pain and suffering, to include solidarity, exchange of experience and controversy, to include abiding and enjoying and sharing existence with one another. If our lives are oriented towards the disadvantaged, we may expect all three kinds of encounters, but we may take the percentages of Jesus's ministry within the preponderance of Nazareth as normative. And I'm not reading any more. You'll have to buy the book either in print or online if you want to hear the rest. But following that analysis of three distinct places where God is with Jesus, we can use these themes and experiences as analogies also for us today to help us understand how God is with us now. So firstly, God with Jesus at Nazareth. We have a picture of Nazareth, and if you have been to Israel and been to Nazareth, you'll know that still the most dominating place in Nazareth is the Basilica of the Annunciation, a Roman Catholic church. It's been built now for about 60 years, but it's still a very exciting building to be in. It's also the largest Christian building in the Middle East. But the tradition is that the cave that is there in the lower part of the church as a grotto, that was originally part of the home of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and that is where the Annunciation took place. That's Roman Catholic tradition. But God with Mary and then Jesus, after the experience, and we've no idea how long, in Egypt that Matthew recounts, we have the hidden years, as they're called, in Nazareth. Jesus, growing up, firstly, becoming a man we know so little about that time we can conjecture certainly but really we know nothing of what was going on in that time and the hiddenness of those years is a reminder to us all of the frequent way in which god is hidden in the ordinary every day And we overlook that God is still a vital part of that ordinary experience. We can identify with Jesus becoming an adult, his visit to Jerusalem at the age of 12. We know that he had brothers and sisters. Presumably, he would attend synagogue on the Sabbath he would do all the things that a Jewish male would be expected to do at that time. And at the same time, of course, he must have been working probably either with his father, Joseph, or as the son of the carpenter, as he's known in the Gospels. But he was presumably earning a living, supporting possibly Mary and his fellow brothers and sisters. This speaks to us now when the normal seems so difficult to maintain and hang on to. The hidden years in Nazareth. But during that time also, presumably, Jesus' spiritual awareness and commitment to the purposes of God were developing. Now we shall see those explode in our next Part, But presumably that was being developed in family life, in working life, in Nazareth. And the guidebook says of Nazareth at the time that it was very small, it was very inaccessible, it was hard to get into because it was surrounded by hills and it was also therefore hard to get out of. So not much went in and not much came out of Nazareth. But Jesus was there and God was with him as he was in Nazareth. So God will also be with us, even in the boring routines of lockdown and so on. God is with us. The second experience of God with Jesus, of course, is in Galilee. Now, again, if you've been to Israel, Galilee is a very picturesque area. There's down by the lakeside, but there's also the hills that they call mountains, rolling hills, and in particular, there is a beautiful spot, the Mount of Beatitudes, Or the mount where tradition again says this is where Jesus addressed the crowds with the Sermon on the Mount. But Jesus bursts in all three Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, he bursts onto the stage in a very dramatic and dynamic power. They all show a very active ministry. A ministry of healing, teaching, friendship, sharing in meals, celebrations. God is with Jesus very much in society, in community, being with people where people are. Again, we don't know exactly. The shortest understanding is that this period lasted only nine months, following the baptism in the Jordan by John, into this dynamic active ministry, and then culminating in Jerusalem. Tradition usually says that it lasts for about three years. But whether it's nine months or three years, notice it's a much tighter, shorter, compacted period of time when the power of the Holy Spirit is fully at work in the person of Jesus. The Gospels make much of the teaching of Jesus in the Gospels. And one of the main themes is undoubtedly the kingdom of God. Or probably in those days, it ought to have been the empire of God. What is the empire or kingdom of God like? Well, if we compare it with the empire of Caesar in Rome, we will see some very clear differences. Jesus grew up under the heel of Roman occupation. I have friends who live in the Channel Islands. They experienced the heel of Nazi occupation in a way in which we, of course, here were spared. The power and might of Rome was very visible to all who lived under Caesar. But there is an alternative. There is the empire, there is the kingdom of God. What is that kingdom like? Well, if you were with us last Sunday, Stephen gave us a picture of something of the kingship of Jesus and referred also to the parable of the sheep and the goats, which is the last parable in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. And we all know about the separation of the sheep and the goats. I suppose we all hope that we're among the sheep. We certainly don't want to be a goat in this case. This is the part. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you visited me and invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invites you in, or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply Truly, I tell you, whatever you did to one of these, the least of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. God is with us and all who seek to do these Christ-like actions and give evidence that God is with us and the kingdom of God is at hand in these people and these actions. God is with us. If you're still with me, we've come to the final part of our analysis of god in the person of jesus and god with us we move now luke's gospel takes something like 10 chapters travelling from galilee to jerusalem it was a route it was a journey of about i understand 80 miles i haven't walked it but we now see jerusalem And one of the famous views or vistas is the stand at the top of the mount where Jesus walks down on the way of the palms on Palm Sunday. And at the bottom, there is the Kidron Valley. And going up the other side, there are the city walls and there is the Messiah's Gate, which is closed awaiting his arrival But beyond all that, there is the Dome of the Rock, where originally, of course, there would have been God's temple. So is Jerusalem God's holy city, or is it Rome's occupied vassal state under the charge of Pontius Pilate? When we get to Jerusalem, We can make our way in our minds with the crowds on that Palm Sunday procession, a pageant, popular, Hosanna. And we can trace the way through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, through growing tensions and challenges until finally we come to conflict and a cross on Good Friday. God is suffering in our suffering. There are three kinds of suffering. One is caused to our own ignorance, our own folly, our own stupidity, our own sinfulness. Secondly, it's the same except it's caused by other people's faults, and ignorance, and sinfulness. But thirdly, there is a kind of suffering as nobody's fault. It's just the way things are, and the way things happen. Circumstances in a volatile world. Jesus certainly shares in an experience of suffering inflicted upon him by others with wicked and cruel intentions he shares in it also innocently as just the way things are if you stand out against the roman empire and he even stands by his own free choice of accepting this the gospels show a steadfast determination to do what he calls drink the cup, as he describes it, even the taking up of the cross. If we, in our minds, think of those final hours from the Last Supper. We go to Gethsemane, and we kneel with Jesus, wrestling in prayer. But nevertheless, not what I want, not my will, but thine torches come in a crowd and we are betrayed by a kiss from a friend Judas we're dragged away we're dragged away to a tribunal to a trial our friend Peter follows and betrays us out of fear all the others have gone fearing that they will be arrested too. We have a picture of Jesus arrested, tried, tortured, finally crucified, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual isolation and suffering. This does not reduce the pain of any human suffering now. Nor is it an answer to the problem of suffering itself. But it does represent God identifying to the fullest with human beings in pain and anguish and suffering and death. God is with Jesus in this suffering. God does not impose this on anyone. Jesus has, in the power of the Spirit, said he will take this upon himself. And amongst his final words are the words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And through all this, there is the new life of resurrection, ascension, and glorification. God is with the triumphant Jesus. In our pain and turmoil and anguish, we can look through the praying Christ-like figure and know that God is with us. We are not alone even in this. God is with us now in Christ as we are his he is in the hiddenness and the normality even in lockdown of abiding in every day he is here with us actively supporting and sharing and encouraging all christ-like caring actions for those in need god is with us in pain and anxiety when it comes to us to hear if you would come after me take up a cross deny yourself and follow jesus god is with us now and in the days to come through advent and on with him amen So, let us make our prayers of intercession, and I will be sharing these prayers of intercession with Sue and Mike, and we will use the Advent versicle and response. I say, come Lord Jesus, and you repeat, come Lord Jesus. So, let us pray. In joyful expectation of jesus coming to reign we praise our lord and give thanks gracious god we give you our joyful praise and thanks for all that we have come to know and receive in the whole life and death and resurrection of jesus our lord We give you thanks for all the joy and encouragement and support that we have received in the past from being part of the body of Christ for many of us here at Ashcroft. We ask your continued presence and inspiration and we pray especially for your inspiration with Wendy, our minister. And as we pray for ourselves, we pray for all christian ministers and people that in this time of advent we may all say come lord jesus come lord jesus
4: come to your world as king of the nations we pray today for
5: all world leaders that they may govern with compassion and integrity we pray especially for the peaceful transfer of power in the United States.
4: Before you, rulers will stand in silence. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Come to your church as Lord and Judge. We pray today for...
5: The churches here in Cirencester, as we seek to celebrate the coming of Christ, But without all our usual Christmas traditions and carols.
4: Help us to live in the light of your coming and give us a longing to do your will. Come Lord Jesus, come Come,
5: Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus.
4: Come to your people as saviour and bearer of pain. We pray today for
5: those who are feeling lonely Or isolated, especially as we approach Christmas. We pray for those known to us who need our special care at this time.
4: Enfold us all in your love and mercy, wipe away the tears of failure, fear and distress, and set us free to serve you forever. Come Lord Jesus,
5: come Come. Lord Jesus
4: come to us from heaven with power and great glory and lift us up to meet you where with all your saints and angels we will live with you forever come Lord Jesus come Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus amen
0: and then finally in our prayers of intercession let us pray for all who suffer at this time for those who are terminally ill for those who have recently died we here in this community think especially of Peter we commend him to your eternal mercy and care and as we pray for him we pray for all who are Have died at this time be present in the power of your mercy and grace come Lord Jesus come Lord Jesus we pray for all who are bereaved and all who mourn we think especially here of Jane and Sarah and Claire And as we focus on them, we are also mindful there are so many others each day who are plunged through pain and suffering into bereavement and loss. We pray for the sustaining grace of your Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Before we end, we focus again where we began, in silence, on our Advent candle, the light that comes into the darkness Christ is the son of righteousness shine upon us prepare our hearts and souls to meet him when he comes in glory and the blessing of God Father Son and Holy Spirit Be with you now and always amen the day of the lord is surely coming be faithful in worship unwavering in hope fervent in the work of god's kingdom and all the more as you see the day of the lord drawing near amen come lord jesus